Hello and welcome to episode number 350 of the Super Horror Bros podcast. I'm your host Matt and joining me as always is my brother Mike. Hello. How's it going? Pretty good, pretty good. Very special number, 350 episodes. Can you believe it? And I'm wild, hey? Wild. Yeah, it's it's really crazy. Like when you hit these landmarks and you think about how long we've been doing this now, like over seven years, um, it's insane. I, I really didn't think this would happen. Um and to continue like for this long doing like just a brand new horror podcast the fact that we've not gone insane i think is testament Um, to ourselves i mean (laughs) not gone more insane i'd say yeah maybe Um, that's why we survived um yeah but but yeah i do think like you know when when we first started doing this podcast and you'd be saying you know welcome to episode eight welcome mm. to episode 12 and and, you know it never felt like you'd get to an obscene number like this where it's like Yeah, there are just hundreds of podcasts that are no longer in the feed. Like, you know, you just keep the wheels churning and it's like, man, that number's up there now. Yeah, just there's so many podcasts that come and go without even hitting like 50 or let alone 100. I feel like when you hit yeah. when you hit 100, it's like, oh, no, you've got a proper podcast when you have 100 episodes. Um, but we're so far past that. Like, it just it is crazy. Um, yeah, but yeah, we land 500. Yeah. I know that's scary. Like, will we ever make it? Who knows? Yeah, um, we shall see. Hopefully, we'll see plenty of good films to keep us going. Um, but yeah, we're back, back again. Um, another on-demand movie. It, it's so dead right now. Like, <laughs> I so wish. Dead. Yeah, I wish there was something exciting to kind of talk about with new releases and and we'll get to the news in a sec which is just one item this week um which it was nearly two weeks in a row of no news which again i think perfectly just sums up how dead it is right now um and it's always the thing like we're we have to just do what the schedule tells us in terms of releases and it's frustrating that like back in the start of the year when we had the last of us and mm. you know we we talked about that the same episode we talked about a new screen movie i know last of us finale in screen <laughs> five like what the hell screen six sorry like what a what a mess like you know i know what a, what a stupid stupid episode yeah, we could have just spent the last three weeks talking about, you know, The Last of Us or Scream mm. instead. Um, but yeah, yeah that's, the, that's the, just the, the way it goes sometimes. Um, and obviously we had the great fun talking about Red Eye last week. Um, mm. Definitely go check that one out. It was a long overdue. I'm still on a high from that. Still on a high from watching and talking about such a wonderful film. Um, but yeah. yeah, we'll get to this week's film shortly. Um, but like I said, just one news item this week. Um, just so dead. Um, not even yeah. any TV right now. It's like we're so close to a big TV release, which we'll we'll get to at the end of the episode. But like, oh, I just I, we need some more stuff to talk about, man. Um, but yeah, this this news story is very nice indeed. Um, hopefully, this is a, a movie that we'll uh, be seeing next year. I imagine. Um, and one that I'm sure we will be very excited for, given the, the pedigree of the director, um, which is, of course, Mr. Robert Eggers. Um, obviously, the the two-time winner of our Best Film Award, the only two-time, um, which is a staggering feat, um, obviously, really? for his, his last two movies, in fact. So he's on a roll. Can he make it three in a row? Um, obviously, we know what he's doing, which is the his take on Nosferatu. Um 
exciting. Talked about it, yeah, very, very exciting. Um, talked about it loads in the news, obviously, and, and the different casting and stuff. But this is cool because it's been um, reported that is the filming has now wrapped on the new movie. Um, so that's it. Three month shoot it was in Prague. Um, finished last week. Uh, this is according to the cinematographer Jaron mm. Blaschk, who, uh, in my opinion, is the best cinematographer in the mm. game. So I'm so happy he's involved. Um, but he he did also confirm a nice little tidbit, which is interesting because it's certainly something that would have been a big talking point had he not confirmed it. Um, which is that the well, actually, maybe the, maybe there's still a chance for this to change. But I would assume this is the case: is that the film has been shot in color. Um, so obviously that would have been an interesting one. Obviously the lighthouse was all black and white. Um, obviously his, his other two movies were in color, so you would assume that um, it would be. But then it's Nosferatu. Mm, um, yeah. I think that's a bold choice if it is in color, and it also would make sense if he maybe went color, black and white, color, black and white as well. Like it, in my mind, this was a black and white movie. Mm. Um, but to see that, yeah, obviously Jaron confirmed it being shot. I mean, they could obviously convert it, but I just don't think they're the type of guys to do that. Like yeah. if they've shot it in color the movie's going to be in color um, no, it would only be if if it is a mixture because then i assume mm. you would you would then shoot in color and then choose but if if his intent was for this to be in black and white they would just shoot in black and white yeah i hope there's a lot i hope they because like in um the northman they did a really clever thing mm. with a few of the night scenes that um yeah. in particular really looked like they were shot in black and white um and that was so cool and so i would love to see like it would blow my mind if it is all just in color mm. um but it's also cool because it does differentiate it more and i think that's something that robert is probably very aware of like he's making a movie that is obviously his dream project um but in the other hand it must be difficult like it is weird when you make your dream project that is an existing IP and such a f- uh, famous film. Mm. Um, because obviously when people are working in franchises, you get a bit more leeway. You know, if you're making a sequel or a legacy sequel or a recall or whatever you want to call it. Whereas this is like, it's Nosferatu. Like, it's so iconic. Um, and for the people that love it, really love it. Um and so for him to just even do anything to, to, to it is going to be... And, and I think he's going to be the biggest defender, if that makes sense. Like, he's probably going to be the biggest Ooh. critic of someone messing with Nosferatu. So um, I can't wait to see what he does. Um, but yeah, it's cool to know that it's obviously filmed. Um, and yeah, we obviously yeah. went through all the cast, and it's an insane <laughs> cast. Willem Dafoe, Bill Skarsgård, Nicholas Holt. Um, fantastic names in there. But yeah, I mean, we cannot wait for this movie, right? And hopefully next year, fingers crossed. Yeah, I mean, I think, like, the debate about kind of colour or not colour and all of that stuff, I think I think really where I land is that I just trust Eggers mm. and the cinematographer at this point. Like, those two are just on utter fire. And it's so whatever they think the right choice is, I know is the right answer. Mm. And um, so, you know, when, when, you, when you've got these guys and... The, the biggest thing I want from their announcement is they're making a horror movie, you know, so to know that he's doing Nosferatu and to know what that's going to be within reason, like, it just means that I can be off the rails excited, you know, whereas like, you know, recently with like, you know, Jordan and that sort of thing, it's like, okay, what is this? What is it going to be? And it's like, no, th- you know, this is, this is Nosferatu. I'm like, cool. Like, let's fucking go. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm just nothing but excited. 
Yeah, I mean, it, if if this does come out next year, next year is shaping up very nicely. Um, we obviously already know that Jordan Peele has a new movie coming out. Um, whether or not that's a horror, we'll have to wait and see. Um, obviously, we talked in the news last week about Mike Flanagan returning to the big screen as well. Um, obviously, with his turnaround, who knows, and that might not even be this year. I was say, that's it... probably a November movie. <laughs> yeah, but let's be kind and, and pretend that he's a normal human being and say that that would be next year. I I don't think that's um, kind. I think that, that that does him a disservice. I think at this point <laughs> we should be saying we want to see it before, like before Halloween, you know. And if if not, then you know we we have to give him you know the bar to keep to keep raising. I think. I mean, there's no time like the present. Like we could really do with something to watch yeah, right now. You're not wrong. <laughs> you're not wrong. Um, has, he got, has he got some dailies or something he could send our way? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, could you imagine like oh that that freeway between Eggers, Flanagan, and, and Peel? Like that would be, oh, be uh, fantastic. I mean, I mean, the hope is that'd be one hell of a year ender. Yeah, definitely. Hopefully, <laughs> um, uh, that'd be exciting. But yeah, it, it's cool to see. Obviously, the, when these projects are so far away, you start to sort of get that excitement. This is always an interesting one because yeah, with like the Flanagan, we kind of go over a brief synopsis because um, of that. It was a, obviously, of course it is because it's Flanagan. It's a Stephen mm. King story. Um, so it's kind of out there. Like I've, I have looked up that short story and I think it was around 50 pages. Um, okay. So I am going to read that. Um, but I am currently reading a different book that I want to finish first. Um, but it's interesting with something like that, that you can kind of get a sense of it. And then this is obviously a film, Nosferatu, but then mm. Jordan's is like, we don't know anything. <laughs> He's yeah. just making a film and it comes out in December and we both think that it's not a horror film based upon the fact that monkey paw are releasing a horror movie i think the month before which mm. to me is kind of like a, a almost like a breadcrumb offering of like here's the horror guys to kind of calm people down um yeah. i just don't know why they would put that out a month before if jordan peele is returning with another horror film um i just like i just feel like with someone like jordan as well that like he has a lot of passions in the film yeah. world and a lot yeah. of different things that he wants to touch upon and his his horror has bled in you know a lot of other genres as well and you know i think when you look at the other two um they just feel so at home here and it feels like you know they should never go away whereas with jordan yeah i you know i, I can see him making a movie that i can thoroughly enjoy and you know, also would do crazy numbers if if it was outside of the wheelhouse. And that, yeah, as much as I don't want it to happen, I can I can see that happening way more with him. Yeah, I'm almost blown away that he stuck around for as long as he did. Yeah. Um, especially with us, that was the biggest one coming off of winning the Oscar. <laughs> I, I thought he was gone immediately, yeah. um, and the fact that he doubled down and obviously said like us is a horror movie and all that stuff, it was so great. But like, yeah, his level of fame is so much bigger than all these other guys. Yeah. Um, it's mind blowing the kind of a listers that he's always rubbing shoulders with. Um, literally everyone like a who's who in the entertainment industry. Whereas yeah, like these other guys, they're obviously massive to us, but they're mm. not. They're nowhere near as, as well known as jordan peele um so yeah whatever he does it'll be very exciting and, and obviously this project will be as well um Maybe. but yeah that's it for the news this week uh, shall we talk about this week's film let's do it let's talk about influencer
So yeah, this was a, a random one that just popped up. <laughs> um, definitely never been talked about on this podcast before, which is I, I, it's always exciting. <laughs> I, I very much love it when I turn a movie on and I don't even know the name of the movie. I know. I'd love to be you and, in this instance. Because I even like, only have to do a tiny bit of research of just finding yeah. something. But yeah, with you, it's like you knew nothing. <laughs> no, I, I didn't even know the name. And unfortunately, I did find the name out before starting the movie, which is a shame <laughs> because obviously... You don't get the title screen for like 25 minutes. Yeah. In this movie. So it, I, I'd have been sat there like, what the fuck is this movie called? <laughs> <laughs> I was so close to that happening. Also, I love though, that even that. That's like, you know, so little. And even that is like the one thing that you wish you could have, avo- have avoided. But it's so funny <laughs> that like you just got one word and that was it. You didn't know length, country of origin, cast, like subgenre of horror. You didn't know anything. <laughs> No, it's great. And also, yeah, the second I heard Influencer, I thought it was one of these, like, um, uh, real life, what what the hell is it called? Um, Screen life. Screen life, sorry, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Movies. And so the fact when it wasn't, I was like, okay. Um, I do think as well, though, that that this has one of the greatest taglines to sync up with the movie name ever, Mm. which is, be careful who you follow. Like, Mm. I'm like, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. Yeah, it was interesting. Like, I'd done obviously a tiny bit of research just to find something this week, um, which basically consisted of looking at the streaming services and seeing what had just come out. Um, (laughs) And obviously, we hadn't done anything on Shudder for a little bit, a little bit of time. And obviously, Shudder is awesome. Um, And yeah, this just came out on Friday. Um, So I kind of put a trailer on, and it was one where I'd watched about 30 seconds of it and kind of got the general setup and the the location. And it looked decent enough. So I was like, yeah, we'll we'll give this one a go, really. Um, but other than that, yeah, I guess what is what is influencer actually about? Um, yeah, well, what is it about? Like, I think this movie um, <clears throat> does jump around in terms of like, I don't know whether you felt that way as much, but like for me that knew nothing about this movie, there were multiple times where I was like, oh, this is what this movie is going to be. Oh, this is what this movie is going to be. Oh, okay. Mm. And like, because... It does change for out because the beginning of the movie we meet kind of and 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 again I assume looking at the trailer I'm sorry the poster and I probably should have watched the trailer but I assume that people know a bit more than what I did going into it and probably know up to the opening like credit screen yeah um so I guess I'll be talking about the first twenty minutes of the movie in in my synopsis um yeah, yeah say we, every, everything up until the island scene probably makes yeah. sense. And and we we meet kind of our, our um our kind of main character at the start of the movie, which is Madison, and she is said influencer. She is kind of um oh god, where the hell are they staying? Is it like Philippines or somewhere? Where uh, are Thailand. They? Thailand. Um <clears throat> and um she is um yeah, staying in Thailand on holiday alone from the States. And she is this kind of unknown kind of, well, not not unknown, but unknown to us, kind of this, this influencer that is, um, you know, all, all about just posting random videos of her with a, with a beauty product, just, just talking about her life. Just like, you know, I, I don't understand how people can make a living out of that sort of stuff. It's <laughs> wild. Like, I'm just too old, I think. Like, I just see it and I'm like, I know it's real, but I'm just like, man, what a world, what a world, hey, like. And and yeah, so she is this influencer, and um, in 
being there alone kind of one evening she's at the bar and this guy kind of this bit creepy older british guy starts to try to chat her up and come into her savior is another as another female um called cw mm. i think and um she kind of um takes her away and and from from this guy and they develop this friendship where she's kind of like oh i'm here alone as well like yeah i came and um i'm i'm living here now and like you know i just love this place and there's so many cool things and kind of madison is feeling quite alone and and um just just a loss really she was meant to be there with her boyfriend he's not come and she doesn't really know what to do other than pimp out these products that she's meant to and take you know selfies by the pool and and she wants to actually go and explore this country and see things and kind of see cw gives her that promise that, that that's what she can do she can show her around and um give her these unique experiences and kind of um <clears throat> as they get closer and closer we then kind of get to this you know the 20 minute mark where they go off to you know uh, they get on a boat and they go to this kind of un unmanned uncharted island in the middle of absolute nowhere and um I guess it all kicks off from there, really. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think as soon as we get to that island, things start to take a turn. And then the rest of the movie really is an interesting lens. And, and I think, you know, we will get into it because I think the rest of the movie then does. There are multiple other plots and everything else that come into play. Yeah. And um, I think, you know, that was what I found most interesting about the movie. Um you know, going into my thoughts on it, I um, I I had I had a pretty good time with this, like not knowing anything and just being guessing along the way, and kind of, you know, there wasn't there wasn't like incredibly strong horror, but I just I just enjoyed the vibe, I enjoyed the dialogue, I enjoyed the kind of influencer thing, I enjoyed kind of CW a lot, and her kind of um. <clears throat> interactions with madison and then kind of post that the interactions with the other characters and kind of knowing what i know and kind of seeing that lens and kind of um being excited because i know what i know i i found i found that empowering as someone watching it to be you know kind of in that seat for a change and um for me this is one that like I think if we saw it at a fright fest, we'd have we'd we'd be well excited and had a really good time, or at least mm. I would have. And and I think um, this is exactly the content that should be coming out on Shudder. Like I think it's great when they can bring out absolute bangers. And like you know, this this movie isn't an absolute banger, but I think this is a great indie movie. And I think it's one where like shudder should exist to be like oh cool what weird horror movie has come out on friday like exactly what happened in this scenario we had jack shit to watch for the podcast you just went what came out on shudder this week and you picked this movie and and i think it was a good movie you know and i think it's um could have been you know that could have been really bad and i think you know this is what shudder should exist to do is just bring out you know, give us give us good horror that we we don't know about that just get it on the platform. And I don't think it's like I say, I don't think this is the you know best movie of the year or anything like that. But I had a really good time throughout the whole the whole runtime of the movie. Um, you know, I think um, 
like I said, there's enough twists and turns that really, I, I'd say probably like the last kind of 10 or 15, when we got to the kind of boyfriend's kind of conclusion, that started to feel a little bit like I can see where the movie's going. But I think other than that, I really couldn't. You know, we get the second influencer turn up. Um, was that Jessica? Oh, uh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know, and when she turns up, I'm like, oh, okay, this movie's going to be about this. And then, and then the boyfriend gets thrown into the mix and that throws a real curveball. And I'm like, okay, like what the hell's going to happen here? And I enjoyed see, having the CCW kind of deal with the boyfriend and being like, what the hell do I do in this situation now? I'm trying to play two different games here. And and yeah, I just enjoyed a lot of that cat and mouse. And even though the the horror wasn't there, I feel like the tension was there because you knew the motive of our characters. Mm. And, and that was interesting. You know, you think you watch a screen movie and it's all about the tension of a killer being out there. Whereas, yeah, like I said, I think this one is just like, we know what one of these characters wants to do and knowing that motive makes this movie very interesting and or at least it did to me and so yeah like i said i I ended up enjoying this yeah um i'm pretty much there like i would say i i pretty much agree with everything you said um i'm I'm probably a little bit less um hot on this one um but pretty close like i think it's definitely in the it's definitely good um but i'm i'm kind of struggling to be passionate about it in any way i guess um i think it's i i love the setting so much and i think i mm. what you said early on like the vibe of this film i think is really strong um they just sell the location so well um to the point where like i'm i'm sure they must have shot this in thailand um because you you see that a lot with these types of films i think think you said that at the end like the very end credit actually yeah because we've seen a few where they're like they try and pretend they're in like an exotic location (laughs) and and it's always just the same like five places where they shoot films like it's usually canada or or new zealand or somewhere whereas this felt authentic and and it definitely it kept me going at times when maybe the movie wasn't as strong. Um, I, I kept thinking, like, oh, if this was the exact same film with the same plot and everything, but it was just set in America, I definitely wouldn't have had as good a time with it. Um, but I think they know that. Like, the, that's the whole point of this film. And and it is a reductive statement to say about, it, you know, oh, if it's set in America, because it really is the crux of the whole thing. Like, it's supposed to be about this um, solo traveler, this fish out of water um, in a, lo- a foreign location that she's not familiar with um obviously like her boyfriend's cancelled on her so she's on her own and then she obviously meets a friend this like like-minded individual and that's how, why they kind of relate to each other so well early on um i think all that stuff just sells what the premise of the movie is so well um and, and yeah like the opening sort of 20 minutes is really strong um just getting across like what the movie is then going to be and i do like the sort of turn and and the reveal of like okay here's when the movie shifts and you kind of shift who the i guess protagonist is or, or you know who's going to be the main focus of the movie and it's a really interesting shift i think mm. to kind of posi- position us with um cw um <clears throat> and i think I think it's a really cool film. It's just uh, my biggest question, I guess, and it'll be easier to answer once we kind of open things up a bit more spoilery. But like, I was just a bit confused with motivation throughout the whole film. Yeah, I'm definitely I'm someone who I I credit myself. I'm not asking too many questions. Like, I always just want to enjoy the ride. Um, And 
like to to almost to my detriment at times where i will just purposely switch that part of my brain off and try and be like i don't need to know always the why i just want to know what the journey is and and, and enjoy it for what it is um <clears throat> whereas this movie i don't know why i kept asking why um why? i think it's because of the fact that she's doing such purposeful things and I just wanted to know, like, to what end? Like, what is the end goal? And, and I guess the point of it wasn't, you know, it was just like, oh, just because she can or because she wants to. And, and maybe you have other thoughts on that. But, like, I it, it annoyed me because at the times when it would slow down and I was enjoying the character work, and I think it's so well acted throughout, like, pretty much everyone, you know, for a smaller movie, in, in particular, like, our lead characters. Um but I just kept coming back to the why of it all, um, yeah. which I will definitely I'll, I'll kind of throw that back to you when we circle back around. Um, but yeah, it wasn't like a major issue. It's just something that, that kept bugging me throughout the movie. But I still had a good time. I think it it has so many cool little ideas. that I wish it, it expanded upon more with the influencer stuff, um, because it has a lot about kind of the more generic side, the like, you know, I, I liked early on how she's portraying the, the, you know, oh, I'm so happy and I'm having the best time of my life. Mm-hmm. And then the moment the camera switches off, like the real her comes out and she's clearly upset and not having a good time, um, obviously, with what's happened with her boyfriend. And I was like, OK, that's cool. Like, we've seen this before, but I always I've always been fascinated by that, like the world that like we all know that that's the reality of it, or at least most of us do. But, like, it's always fascinating to see that, like, the the turn when the mask gets dropped and you get to see the real person behind the, the posts online. Um, so I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. Um, so that was a cool aspect that I wish they'd have kind of gone in on more. Um, and then the other aspect was, like, the they kind of flirt with, like, deep fakes and AI stuff um in some really interesting ways and i just because that's such a hot topic right now i loved i would have loved to have seen that dealt with more and i think maybe this movie had too much going on that this wasn't the film to do it so i'm not going to be too harsh on this one but it was it was such a tease that like every day you see this shit in the news now and i think it's so prime especially for a horror film because not only is it so fascinating and interesting but it's really terrifying and scary no i'm i'm out i'm i'm like i am with covid <laughs> real bro oh i just want it yeah. man because it's it's no, i don't want that i don't want that that chat shit like that bollocks of that like that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's the end of the world i don't i don't need that in a movie like i know it's gonna happen um, I know, but we need it. We need or enjoy the last like six to nine months. Really, <laughs> <laughs> I'm there with you, but like, I we need some people to make some good shit from it because yeah, it is terrifying. Um, and you know, the, some of the best art comes from real life, and I would I would love to just see that kind of extrapolated, like the. Mm the the actual ramifications for a lot of this technology and what it really means to like the real people in the world um because we see yeah glimpses of that and how this can be really detrimental to people i have i have got a horror movie in my head for that and maybe maybe now's not the time halfway through <laughs> movie review, but, uh, I, I i can give you a plot at some point for what i think that movie is nice we'll definitely come back to that um because yeah i I think it's just rife like it's clearly people must be doing it um but like i want it to be done right you know not on a on a on a very small budget and kind of just told through twitter threads or something like i want to see people do a proper movie about it because it's fascinating but it, it was 
it was already in here in a small bit and i'm sure they just did it as a fun little you know it's only a couple of scenes and they're very cool scenes very pivotal scenes as well and kind of selling the premise um but it was just releasing this movie now with with the world that we're living in it was such a tease um i but again i get that this movie wasn't about that but yeah it was it was cool like it's it's not the most kind of gonna leave a massive impact on me like you alluded to the fact that it's fairly horror light um mm-hmm. even though it's d- decent and it's it's a shame because i love movies like this that don't have any horror and then when they do they go super hard and oh they teased it man like i really thought this was gonna have like one of the best deaths of the year because i yeah. love like again we won't get into it now but the what what happens like on paper i think is is so good for a kill in a horror film like it makes me like scream just thinking about it like the way someone could be killed in this film but it's just Are you thinking a, about a, a high heel or what yes thinking? yes i am yeah. um <laughs> like I, I i feel like we still haven't had the the perfect kill with with a high heel in a film no and no. With, with the way the camera was shot and the anguish on the person's yeah, face and everything there. yeah and they showed it kind of pressing on the adam's apple on the neck and i was yeah. like oh this is going to be it but they just didn't they just didn't show it i need, and... I need the reverse kevin bacon from friday the 13th that's what i need <laughs> yeah we just need like the, the the you know lords of chaos version of a high heel kill um i don't know if i need that <laughs> I, I i i don't think like lords of chaos and insert any kill is what i need because those things fucked me up for a while yeah what that did for stabbing like yeah we probably don't need that for anything else um yeah yeah i was gonna say that that no no like i say i think i think the the friday the 13th is the level we want to be going for just like something that i can have a good time remembering <laughs> yeah but it was it was close though and it still got me and it was still great mm. it was just they didn't it, it again it, it just wasn't what this film was it wasn't going to suddenly turn into a you know a brandon cronenberg movie half way through like it just it had its kill and it and it meant something for the characters but they didn't necessarily want to go all, all gory with it um but yeah i like the film it, it just i'll i'll i think it's one that i'll struggle to remember but it, i completely agree with your point that you have to judge these movies and, and as we say time and time again on what they are what they're selling what's the buy-in you know what's the 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 commitment to the film you know when we go to the cinema that is a very different commitment you know when we talk about a movie next week at the cinema um that's going to be a different type of review you're talking about paying the most money you can see for an individual movie you're making a night of it you're traveling to the cinema um whereas this is a, a movie that that gets it joins a service which for us we're already a part of and i think most horror fans should be a part of and i think that's why it's a great selling point like it was a shame that the movie sick that we really liked is so hard like difficult for people to get um especially if you're in the uk whereas i think shudder is so kind of universal now like obviously it's not as big as netflix or anything like that but like for our listeners it should be you know like everyone should be aware of shudder like if you're suddenly not like you need to be on shudder because at this point there's a ridiculous amount of of movies and obviously there are huge movies that we love the vhs films and you can see psycho gorman on there and some great tv like creep show <clears throat> some like genuinely stuff like stuff that we absolutely adore yeah. i love that it's filled with maybe that you know there's so many movies on there that i'll forget or even on shudder and maybe i'll forget that this is on there in a few months but like it's a worthy addition to the to the service um because like, well, I, I think, think the, the buy-in is worth it well, it served its purpose so perfectly for us. And I think that's the thing where I'm like, man, Shudder, you, you completely delivered when we had nothing to watch and we just looked at what came out this week on it. 
And, you know, and I just wonder how many weeks are they just punting out movies that we haven't heard of mm. that are just worthy? You know, is it that, you know, I remember, I remember like when we were first attending Fright Fest and it was like, oh, the ones that like Arrow are getting buzzed behind and picking up, they're the ones we need to watch. Yeah. And it's like, you know, is, is Shudder going to be that now for these little indie movies? Is it going to be a case of, you know, we, we've had it with a few recently where we're like, God, we really don't want to rag on this movie because of its budget and it's super indie, but my God, it was not worth our time. And it's like, is Shudder the, the, the platform where it's like, oh, okay, they deem it worthy to go on there. Maybe we should give it a watch now because, you know, it is a minefield at times. Yeah, definitely. Um, to to back up that point as well, like the, yeah, this did have its premiere at a at the Brooklyn Horror Film Festival last October, um, and went on to scream at a few other festivals, and then yeah, Shudder just immediately picked up the uh, the 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 rights to it to stream. So, like you say, it definitely goes in line with that kind of fright fest mentality and what we got with Arrow of just you know these people go to these festivals, they see what's good, um, you know, they don't just get everything. I think that's the thing is that they don't cast this insanely wide net and just be like we'll get anything because i do think that's why Mm. like creation is so important to me anyway i think that's one of the best features that a great streaming platform can have is like good creation because netflix has so much good shit on it but it has so much terrible crap Mm. and it is a problem is that they they want to cast the widest net possible because they need to give you a billion reasons to constantly be on there and i think then you have someone like hbo that's like the opposite end of the spectrum where they're like no we're only going to do a finite amount of stuff like we might only do like six big shows a year um but they will make them count you know whereas netflix they do new netflix shows every single week like without question and there's no one they're not going to be for everyone all the time um so i'm glad that yeah shudder are clearly you know they're picking and choosing and, and also just to put this out in may like i get that shudder it has always been around the halloween period they want to hit so hard in october because that's when the casual audience is going to want to watch horror films and they hope that they can pick up those extra uh, you know subscribers that then stick around once they get the service so i get it that it's it's a nightmare for us when we want one new movie a week to talk about whereas they'll just release everything in october and obviously that makes perfect sense for their business model but i love the fact that they are still releasing stuff throughout the year like there has been earlier you know stuff that we've missed there's been a few things i can't remember what else we we covered on shudder um i think there was one other movie um but yeah it's it's just always good that like why would they they don't really have a reason to release stuff in may but i'm, I'm really glad that they did um because it helps us yeah. draw it a lot <laughs> yeah because um, you think especially something like a movie like this that, that they could they could dictate when it comes out mm. and just be like oh no we want to just load halloween so we want to have 10 releases and you're just going to get kind of smothered with all these others but that's what we want we want just quantity and it's like no they're not they've not done that they've you know they've put it out and and um you know put it out when it's quiet and and that's the sole reason why we we watched it this week yeah for sure um i'm I'm glad we did should we go into kind of uh, i guess like the midway spoiler or not even yeah the 25 minute spoiler yeah just kind of like just quickly sum up what the movie's actually about and who we're following and then you kind of answer the the question that i posed to you which is kind of did you you have similar problems in terms of like why is any of this happening yeah well basically yeah madison and cw go off to this island and it's a really good, very reminiscent of Red Eye scene almost as well, where we have these two <laughs> yeah. characters talking 
and Madison kind of makes I was the joke. Quote, I was quoting Red Eye to myself watching yeah, this. When she was, was by the campfire, I was like, well, actually, my business is all about you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was literally doing the same. Um, and, yeah, Madison's basically saying, like, oh, I had a friend that would have told these terrible horror stories that freaked us out at the campfires. And she'd have been like, if she was here now, she'd have been like, well, you've definitely taken this me to this island to kill me. And you can see kind of CW's eyes, and she's kind of like, well... I didn't take you here to kill you. Um, and kind of like Madison starts laughing and thinks like, oh yeah, that's my joke. And you can see that there's something else in her face, CWs. And she kind of says, no, but I am going to leave you here. Um, and it kind of reveals that her intent is to leave Madison on the island. The island has no food resource, no water. And so she's just leaving her there to starve to death and die. And, um, she alludes to the fact that this is the third Madison is her third victim at this point. And she says that she says, I think you, you know, you'll probably live for about three days. And then we get a fast, um, her getting on the boat and leaving Madison in the morning, obviously. So what she'd done is she'd obviously drugged Madison when she gave her this reveal. Madison passes out and we cut to CW leaving on the boat, opening credits roll. And then we get two weeks later, pop on the screen and i was like i felt a lot of emotions doing that 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 little bit that i've just described because i genuinely thought this movie was going to be madison as the lead <laughs> and <clears throat> no i tell a lie i thought she was going to get taken out earlier on but at that point i thought this movie was going to be about madison trying to stay alive <laughs> and, I, and i genuinely thought we were going to see madison like trying to figure out how to get off the island and do all these different things and I think that was because I literally watched a, a YouTube video like two or three days ago about a bloke that got left, his boat sank and he got left on a, um inflatable dinghy for 72 days and kind of slowly drifted to shore and like just hearing about all the shit he had to do to stay alive for 72 days. I was like, shit, is this what I'm getting in a movie with Madison? <laughs> <laughs> and turns out, no, no, I wasn't. <laughs> it's just a remake of um what it was it called castaway castaway yeah yeah (laughs) and um and then um yeah we cut to cw and she is straight on to well she's she's moving on to her next victim but she's also kind of um taken over madison's account her social media accounts and not just taking them over to put out the odd post she is yeah, dressing up as as Madison somewhat and then using a computer program to alter her image and voice to continue posting on Madison's page, um, which is really Im- interesting to me. Like, I, I was like, oh, so she's kind of like, she wants, the, and that was where the, the why didn't come in, mo- like moving into your question. Like at that point, I was like, Oh, so she's kind of like wanting to live their lives to a point, but she knows she can't keep it up. So then she moves on to the next one and she's kind of doing it that way. I still had a question mark in my mind over why, like, shove them on an island and let them die that way. Why not just kill them? Um, and, and and then, yeah, to, to go to your question, like, I, I didn't have that in my mind throughout the movie but certainly by the time I got to the finale and by the time the, the, the boyfriend had kind of confronted her real terms and the question was never posed to her why, you know, that was the moment that he kind of sits her down and, and asks questions and we find out motive. 
and and motive wasn't ever even closely being raised as a question and mm. that was when i was like oh this is weird like i don't know why she's doing it and 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 i did feel weird at that point but i didn't i didn't throughout the course of the movie um until kind of like like i said until i didn't get the final act reveal you know and i just thought it was going to be like you know oh i had all this following and then it all you know crashed away because they went on to the next girl and you know that pisses me off and you know i nearly starved to death to to be what people wanted so now i'm going to make these bitches starve to death you know i just thought it was gonna be something mm. like that you know generic that would just get said and then that would be an explanation and, and it just didn't and yeah and when it didn't i did find myself bothered that i didn't didn't get told why yeah um, like it must be what you said of like <sighs> She she just wants a taste of it, and that's all she can kind of get away with because she obviously can't just take their lives. But it it was weird to me that like, mm. okay, you're you've made an effort. I mean, she somehow got access to all of their social media um, and all that shit. But like, even if you, I just don't care. Like, let's just say she is fine that she's well, she's got fairly that. she's fairly solid on Pooters, mate. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm assuming she's just know. a master hacker as well. Um, yeah. In which case, she's yeah, she just like real time, like real like uh, like real life uh, or. Um, real action voice changing you know she can do mm. it instantaneous voice changing so she's pretty good yeah um, so it was just it was so much effort because then it, it felt like to begin with like oh so basically when when i saw the trailer that was the thing that grabbed me was that in the trailer you see cw kind of assume the role of madison you see the reveal right. when she's got the hat and the wig on and she kind of looks up oh, at the okay, camera well. and smiles and that was a bit in the trailer i was like oh, okay she's like she's stealing the uh the identity of this influencer i was like okay i wonder why and i guess that was why is that there never was a reason it was just i'm yeah. a crazy i guess i like doing this to people because it seems yeah. like she has unlimited funds as well so it's like okay, yeah. she's probably been doing this for a while <clears throat> and just kind of funneling out their money and then it's like but why because she moves on so quickly as well she obviously does this to madison and then she immediately latches on to well, jessica like i need to just do this again I when I when I <clears throat> there was one line in the movie that was quite throwaway and I wonder if there was more to it that might have been on the cutting room floor or something and it was the boyfriend mm. when he brought up Madison's profile and was like look at this shit that she's posting like her quality has gone downhill so much lately and it was like a picture of a breakfast <laughs> and obviously that was one of one of CW's posts right and like she looked so pissed off that he like <laughs> said that and 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 i just wondered whether it was that she just can't sustain it and that's why she has to move on to the next one quickly because the second she gets on the account she even though she looks like madison she isn't and, and you know and the boyfriend talks about he's like you know people like madison and people like um jessica just have this aura and this 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 thing that, that attracts sucks in people and and you know and then and then he's like sat there with cw and he's like looking at her and he's like well you know we could we could work with you too mm. you know and it was like you could tell he was only saying that because he felt like he kind of should and and i do wonder whether that was like part of something that, that maybe just got cut out or something that got a bit further because it yeah it felt to me like she just couldn't sustain it mm. um and and the second she gets on the account, they the followers just start to drop off. And then when she sees that drop, she's, you know, and, and again, like in, in this sort of world, these influencer worlds, the second you become not relevant, you're done. 
you know, it, it, you could go from being a hugely massive influencer to be gone in like two weeks if if you if you become irrelevant. Yeah. So so like she could have to move on that quick in this day and age because that is how quick the world moves on. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, like, it's just weird, I guess, that they didn't um, go too hard into that. But it, yeah. it's good in a lot of ways because it just shows you the pace of the movie. And well, it, it gives is us a, a fun conversation, mm. you know, that there is this question mark over motif as well. Yeah, and it's not like the movie is massively missing it because I think it's entertaining enough with what she's mm. doing. And obviously, once um, she kind of does what she does to Madison and Jessica gets involved, it very much just becomes a case of Jessica and, and Ryan, I think it is, um, the boyfriend, mm. kind of, um, you know, not trusting her. And so that's basically what the whole movie's about at that point. So it doesn't really need to explain it. It's just like, oh, let's see how long she can get away with this for and, and like i say we're positioned interestingly because you don't always get aligned with the bad guy um so for us to kind of immediately get aligned with someone who has left an innocent woman to die on an island at the start of the film like it's a pretty interesting thing <clears throat> like you really <clears throat> don't see that too often that she's the main character that we're aligned with um yeah. and you're you're kind of just watching it going I don't really know how to feel about her. Like you clearly don't like her. Um, but it's also like you, you're almost just interested. It's almost just like a detective film in some ways, but you're just, you're just fascinated to be like, can, does she have the cunning and guile to continue to get away with this? And that's why you see the little tricks up her sleeve with like the fake phone call. It's really cool. You know, you, we see it, and, you know, the way it actually goes down and the boyfriend is oblivious to it. But then you get all these little hints where they start to realize inconsistencies in her story. Like early on the, the inconsistency with the apartment, is ridiculous like that would have been such a stopping point for me yeah like what she told jessica and then what's the truth and then once ryan and jessica realize that she's just told a completely fabricated yeah, bullshit like story it's yeah. pretty game over. she's like oh i live here with boyfriend and then ryan turns up and he's like this is my place with my girlfriend and she's like oh no your girlfriend just let me stay here you know madison just let me stay here she just says that in front of jessica it's like but you told jessica you live here with your boyfriend it was just a completely different story for both of them um but it, it wasn't, you know, the biggest thing. It was just funny because it was like they both kind of... And they, they did circle back to it being like, yeah, that story made no sense. But to me, that was like, a, no, let's just end this now. Like, what what are you saying? Because <laughs> this is ridiculous. Um, but no, it's an interesting movie. Like, it's, it's, I think it's got a lot more going on, on, on under the hood than you'd expect of these types of films. Like, it could have been a much more basic version of this. And so I think that... It's, it has a lot of moving parts. Then I also add that the movie looks so gorgeous because of the location, yeah, really which does. just sells it so much. Like it just, it was just nice to look at. You know, this was a really pretty movie where I was like, man, this this place is gorgeous. Um, and I think it, it sells the dream of the place so well. So I think that went a long way, as well as just like really engaging and interesting performances. I think I think it's the little things that sell this movie. Of like, I say it doesn't do anything too dramatically excellent. And I think that the, it being very horror light is why it will be more forgettable for me but it's yeah. just like it's strong it's it's definitely better than average in almost every category i'd say yeah i think that's the thing like you look at it and it looks good it sounds good yeah it's very well acted it has a tight script you know yeah there's there's, there's yeah there's not really anything that you say like this movie dragged itself down it just mm. It, it, it's just none of them were like out of this world but yeah. i like i said i think for an indie movie it, it really overachieves and um i think like the the influencer and the um loneliness of being an influencer and having like all of these followers and all of this like fickle fame but 
behind it all being lonely and scared and vulnerable, I think they really got across with our two influencers that we get in this movie. Um, and, and I thought that was great, you know, and, and I think as well, like, you know, the, you know, it's what I touched upon when I said I really enjoyed this movie, but couldn't fully go into it that like, you know, we know CW's intention that, the, you know, the second she, she does what she does to Madison and she's stalking Jessica. We know what she wants to do. And, um, I love some of their early interactions, like with the, in the gift shop. Well, when she's like following her and then she like goes into that gift shop and like, is like, Oh, that's a fake. I know we can get a good one. <laughs> and like, and like Jessica just brushes her off and it's just like, Oh, I just don't give a shit if it's fake or not. Like, it's just a gift for my sister or whatever. And then just like walks out and you can just see her like, that was my in. Mm. I, I, I prepared that. And, and then she you know, we, just tacked after that, which is really cool. Exactly. And like often, you know, when we watch like a movie like Fresh, we see the meet cute and we see the meet cute when it works. And I really loved in this movie mm. seeing a meet cute where it didn't work and then having to rehash it. Um, you know, it's like, funny. Oh, I'm glad you mentioned that because nice. it felt obvious in it. Like at the the yeah. first meet cute, which we saw go oh, successful, yeah. it was so to the point where I was almost like, "Is this guy a plant?" Because it was yeah, so yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, the creepy guy hits on the young girl, so now the other I mean, young girl helps her. Like it, it to me, it made it so obvious that she was a bad guy. Like immediately, <laughs> oh, one hundred percent that. And it was one where because you know when when obviously Madison's apartment gets broken into and mm. stuff, I did wonder whether it was a bigger. Mm. She was part of a bigger network, but. To be fair, she just knew that, like, she could rely on a creepy guy at a bar. <laughs> yeah. You know I mean? You play the averages there, don't you? <laughs> I think she's probably used that guy more than once. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> he was great. Yeah, he was. <laughs> he, he played his role to perfection. Like, yeah. it was... It was... Because I think as well that, like, sometimes... I think that's where this movie does well, is that I think the characters are well-written and feel quite real. Because even him... Like in a lot of movies, he would be a lot more hideous mm. and be, you know, way more in your face, way more aggressive or, or, or even more flirty because, yeah, he was hitting on her and chancing his hand, but he wasn't doing it like really aggressively and, and any, you know, anything too much. It was just cringy. Mm. And that's kind of, you know, what, what I feel feels a bit more genuine. Um, and and so yeah like i said i think i think just most of the characters were very you know very well written and, and achieved what they wanted to achieve from paper to, to what we saw on the screen yeah i agree um so yeah what what would be your recommendation of this one yeah i mean i i think this is another feather in the cap of of shutter you know i think it's one where if you've got a shutter subscription you should definitely check it out you know should you should you pay money to watch this movie in isolation i you know i don't know i had a pretty good time with it but i think at this point yeah either a you have a shutter subscription and therefore yes watch it or b if you don't have a shutter subscription this along with the rest of the content is enough for you to have a good time for that you know chuck a month in and just have a brilliant month catching up on all this horror content um so yeah yeah check it out yeah, I pretty much agree. I would say for me, this wouldn't be one that is the reason to pick up Shudder. Mm. Um, but I think if you already have Shudder, definitely this watch it because I think it's absolutely worth your time. Like, you know, we haven't talked about runtime once, which is a good thing. Um, mm. And I think so it's definitely worth your time. Um, but I think that there will be 
bigger stronger recommendations which will be like no you have to pick up shudder just to watch this and in those cases this is another movie that then you'll have the extra back catalog so like if you have shudder watch it if you don't just remember this for when you know there is big reasons to pick up shudder maybe you're waiting for the return of creep show or other films then be like oh yeah i remember that influencer movie definitely check that out so yeah that would be that would be my recommendation for this one um yeah that was our discussion on influencer i would take a quick break and we will be right back So yeah, that is uh, pretty much it for another week. Um, we are back in the cinema next week, um, yeah, thankfully. It's been a little while. Yeah, what was it? Evil Dead Rise was the last one. Um, so yeah, for the Boogeyman, um, should be an interesting one. Like it was, we, I remember we talked about the trailer and we wasn't too hot on it when that came out. Um, but that's obviously been I'm the like trend. That. Yeah, um, but there's so many interesting people involved in this in the film. Obviously, it being a King film as well. Stephen king's story um so i hope that there's at least plenty to talk about even if it looks kind of like those haunting movies that we're not massively into but who knows like there are plenty of ones that break the mold um so yeah hopefully that'll be a good one um we won't be the hair the week after that there will be a week off because uh we are both uh busy for five days so uh, we won't be able to do the show that yeah, week um but yeah and then hopefully after that um we'll be in mid-june which i'm praying we'll we'll know what we're doing with uh, black mirror um you never know because never yeah know. as of recording we're in we're at the end of may and we don't know they just say june um we know it's five episodes so i mean i'm totally down for them to just release one a week because that would be great for us and i'm just i want to get that gives us that gives us content yeah like i already want to do just a show on each one because i'm so excited for it and it's going to be sick um i've started just randomly watching episodes recently um i watched two of my my favorite ones um not my absolute favorite which is white christmas which i might end up watching um but i'd say probably my second and third episode favorite episodes i watched black museum first which is such a nice one to come back to if you've not watched black mirror for a while that would be the one i'd recommend just put you back in the wheelhouse and yeah it's so good and obviously it being like first or last yeah I, I i absolutely love it i remember i watched it first of that season because it was the last episode of that season and i watched it first because i was so excited for just just based on upon the premise and it's it's so good like even the, the pain addict story alone is just phenomenal um let alone kind of what how it ties all together at the end and the actual museum itself and the performances i, I love that episode it's so much fun um i then watched san junipero which is is probably my second favorite episode but it's it's like you're i'm watching it and i'm like oh this is one of the few things i've seen on tv that is on par with something like the last of us which is just it's so outrageous the the acting the story how it keeps you guessing every second the kind of emotional payoff yeah i think for most people it will be and i i absolutely get that like it's it's flawless like it is phenomenal 10 out of 10 television um and yeah it's it's just so good like i've not seen that in a while and i'm glad i don't always use it because it still has that power over me like i mm. still feel the emotion of it because i've not just watched it loads um 
so that was fantastic and then i decided like i want to watch some of the lesser ones like ones that i'm not as strong on um and i definitely want to watch the last season more because i've only seen those once um so i watched striking vipers which was the first episode of the last season the one with um anthony mackie and yaya abdul mateen it's the kind of friends with the the, uh the fight in uh, the video game yeah it's it's really good like i i like this episode i i don't love it um but i do like it a lot i think it's really fun is the main thing um mm. it my, my only issue with it now still still and i think this was my issue but it's definitely my issue after just re rewatching it was kind of for me black mirror is very obvious in what it's trying to get across like when the credits hit i i always get whatever the message of it was and whatever the point of it was like something like um shut up and dance you know where like you get what they're trying to get across and san junipero is very obvious whereas with striking vipers i'm always left a bit confused when it ends where mm-hmm. like i don't really know like especially with the way it ends and and how the character they leave the our two lead characters i'm like i don't really know what charlie was getting across here you know it's it's an interesting story and an interesting dynamic with these friends who you know end up having sex in this video game and they're kind of like questioning their sexuality and stuff like that like it's so fascinating until the end and then i because i feel like it just didn't really have an ending was was how i feel about it like i think it's really good up until the right yeah, what's well, the payoff of this and yeah because yeah, i always I forget the ending yeah i can't think yeah i i just i just thought they just kind of go <laughs> bros and then like fist bump and walk away so they're, so they're doing it the whole time, and obviously um, yeah. Yaya's character's into it a lot more, but they both like basically become disenfranchised with their relationships, and that's all they can think about. Um, but they decide not to do it for a while. And then um, in the middle of the night, they do it once, and it's like as good as they remember. And then they're like, right, we need to stop this right now. So they meet in public, in person, and they're like, we need to see if this is a thing, if we're actually gay or not. Um, so they kiss, and they don't feel anything. They're like, oh, it's, so it's just the video game. Like, it's, this isn't a real-life thing cool and so they end it um but then in the end credits you see like it's his birthday and it's and his wife is like letting him play the video game so he's like loading up the video game and then she's basically going to a bar because earlier on in the episode she was like yeah. wanted to feel young again because this yeah this yeah. guy was like hitting on her so it's almost like uh it's whatever their sexual fantasy is i guess and it's mm. like their kink almost but I don't yeah. know. It's just it was a weird message to end it on. Whereas, like, is she really happy? Because, because to me, what she wanted was she just wanted a happy marriage. I didn't. I don't think she'd be happy just like going to bars. I don't know. It was. It's just a messy ended, in my opinion. Mm. Um, to what is a really strong and so well acted and so interesting, like the whole VR thing and like I really wanted them to go more with Yaya's character is always the girl. And I always thought, like, oh, this would be the perfect episode for some sort of, like, gender politics. But I feel like Black Mirror just doesn't want to go there. And it's crazy because Black Mirror goes there with everything. Like, it goes there with race and with with sexuality and everything. But I think that's the one thing that they're like, oh, this is too messy. Like, we'll upset too many people. There's just no right answer, Um, which is fascinating. But, yeah, it's it's a really cool one. Like, I still really, even though it's, you know, nowhere near one of my favorites, it's still a lot of fun. Like, I want to watch Smithereens, the um, episode two of the last season um because that's a really interesting episode as well um i don't know if i want to watch the last one the miley cyrus one um because i i hated that one so much um but we'll see but yeah i kind of would just want to watch as many as possible now i'm just i'm just in that that mindset like it's such a phenomenal show like i'd forgot because it's been so long 
and obviously yeah. long-term listeners will know that like for the longest time i always said this was like my favorite current show outside of lost and obviously with the last of us coming and kind of breaking that trend but it's definitely up there like it's it probably is third um which is crazy to think that the last of us is already above it after one season but i mean that show is just unbelievable and it's a shame we're probably not going to see it for about three years um or play any of the games it's it's sad times to be a last of us fan right now it's barren it's a wasteland um but at least we'll have that 4k next month so we can just relive it we'll just have to keep playing the first two games over and over again and see if we ever get another one it is one where I'm like, I wish the 4K had come out a bit sooner because we might have just put an episode on the 4K coming out. <laughs> it's still time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very true. Very well, I say, true. We've got the cinema yeah. next week, and then after that, it's like, it's, uh, it's bad. I did have it the other day where I was like, do I still keep my 4K pre-order? Like, I can see this anytime I want, and I'm like, in in regular Ks. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, I need, I need, I need all four of the Ks. Don't be silly yeah um, this is just to own it do you know what i mean like i just yeah. want that physical like last of us case on my on my shelf to be like yes i hate you. I hate you. um and i just i just want to give them as much money as possible like in all honesty i, I love stuff like that where mm-hmm. i think about that a lot with my, the, the great entertainment like something like the last of us the game i'm like how much would i pay to play like the last of us the next game right yeah. now like i would easily pay like 200 pound <laughs> right now to play the last of us <laughs> Like, cause it's just, you can't put a price on these sort of things. It's so rare. And it's, it's funny that they oh, yeah. charge the same money as everything. Do you know what I mean? Where it's like, yeah. you'll play a video game that is so average that costs the same money as some of the greatest video games ever made. And it just feels unfair on those people. Oh yeah. I, I wish, I wish what you could do with like video games and, and movies or whatever is like with a video game, be like, okay, what did 10 video games cost to buy new? Okay. Right. So you've got to load your PlayStation account up with say 500 pound. And that means you get 10 games, 50 quid a pop. And you, but you can decide how much you give each game. Yeah, that would be so good. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be like, oh, Last of Us Part 3. Okay, I'll give him £450. <laughs> and then, like, I'll just give every other game, like, five or six quid. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, it would be, it'd be great to be like, oh, okay, like, I'm really excited for the new Star Wars game. I'm going to give that 100 but then I'm like, oh, well, I'd kind of play like this Lord of the Rings game. And I'm like, I'd give it like 20 quid, <laughs> you know, and it, and it just like, you know, obviously it needs to you need to put like a a, a set amount in because otherwise you just pay nothing for every game. That's but the if, thing. You knew, if there if was new 500 quid is 10 games. Yeah. If know, there was an overall it. honor system that was believable, that yeah, people actually exactly. trust because it, it's that similar notion of like, I'll pay what you think it's worth. You know, when you go to like a charity yeah. event or something yeah. and they're like, you know, minimum donation of fiver, but pay whatever you think it's worth. Yeah, and like, yeah, but like my, that I had the best night in my life. Fiver. <laughs> I, I would love that. If there was like yeah. an honesty meter that you could hook up to, you know, and like for the podcast, it would be perfect with the films. Like I say that there's, you know, when we saw like, wars i'd be like you could have 10 pence whereas like when we watched last night in soha i'm like yeah you can have like 200 quid like that's that's so worth it because yeah that would just feel so much fairer like it's it really does feel unfair at times that these movies all get the same or if not like say the cinema releases get more money and the video games that's what we should do i think because we you know i think when we first started this podcast you know we we didn't ever put a number on things you know we'll sometimes Mm say a number just to give like a vague mindset of where we're at but yeah. like we we don't every week be like right what is the super horror bros score out of 10 or mm-hmm. a 20 point scale or whatever 
I think that's what we should do moving forward is just be like, what, what is the money? Yeah. How much will you pay to watch this movie? <laughs> and we can assign value to it. Yeah, my, my scale would just be so just outrageous, how, though. Well, that's the thing. I'd love to see how high and low the scale got. <laughs> like, it, films is more difficult, I guess, because they're, they are... Uh, 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 the, the same level length experience yeah well, like typically you know, within, you're getting, reason. yeah like 90 minutes to three hours and obviously that doesn't always equate to quality and stuff like that whereas video games i've always thought that where it's yeah, insane like wild like the, yeah that game being like 50 60 like, quid is mental that should be 250 I mean, quid <laughs> yeah exactly and you know like say like star wars which came out and was like a reasonably sized experience it's like yeah those two games are monetary the same value yeah and and one of them and and even like star wars isn't a great like one to use but it just came out because it's a reasonably long experience yeah but like you know you can get full price games that are like you know 10 hour experiences they're still great last of us yeah last of us is a i was gonna say length isn't the problem because with no. this, that's already a problem in today's game world that yeah. games like the new star wars game yeah, is wanna, way wanna... too fucking long that mm. game's like eight to ten hours too long like and hogwarts yeah. was too long and uh, just so many games are, are way too long um but yeah it's it's an interesting one like i always love the idea of yeah the it just seems so unfair in my mind i think about that a lot that, like the, mm. there's so many games like the naughty dog games in particular and stuff like that the kojima games where i'm like i would pay an obscene amount of money to play these games like if i could play the next bioshock right now i couldn't even fathom how much i'd pay for that <laughs> like it's mm. just such an ungodly amount because it's so far away and it just seems so like the last of us is the one like how much would i pay for the last of us season two tv show or the next game right now it would be it would be astronomical um what one would you if you had to only get one though the game 100 percent. yeah i can say if neil came up to you and went i even through, care what game it is either is the last of us next game and through that door is season two yeah i mean it, it's closer than i'd think because i am yeah. fascinated to see the adaptation of part two the game into the tv mm. world i'm so excited for it I love part two. yeah i'm i'm terrified <laughs> but i just the, the, how good they are um mm. and i think the fact that they're taking at least two seasons for it i just i think they're gonna knock it out of the park i just can't wait to see it and see how many people get pissed off by it it's gonna be great That's um, gonna be great but the, the naughty dog games i mean it's already been three years they've announced another delay the past week it feels like we're years away from these things like waiting for video games is you can just die waiting for video games i mean we're 10 years on since the last gta like it just gets ridiculous how long these games take to make these days so like that's the one is like i can wait for films we're talking about jordan peele returning and robert eggers it'll be next year at some point we got those guys last year and we're getting them again next year that's ridiculous. I've waited 10 years for the next Ken Levine game. Like, it's ridiculous, you know? Like, I was so... That was so long ago when his last game came out, 10 years ago. Yeah. And we still don't know when Judas comes out. Like, it's... Video games are mental, man. Like, the last Mario game. Mario, you think Mario, oh, they come out all the time. No, it's been six years since a, since a proper Mario game. Yeah. Six years is like, oh, it's so ridiculous. I think that's like the, how long we've been doing the podcast nearly. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. I know. It is, it is a whole different world. And when you look at production cycles, because you can be, you can cease to become relevant in that space in mm. the content you're putting out or just the, the, the world moving on, you know? Yeah. Like, you know, 10 years between Grand Theft Auto, it, it, you know, mm. what do you do? Like, you know, how do, how do you move that on? And how do you, I mean, obviously they've been doing 
quite a bit of stuff, but but you know, it's still like you know, putting out a major game that that far in between is just yeah, it, it is wild. It would be like imagine if a Marvel movie took ten years to mm. make. Yeah, they were like, like Iron Man, years. that was great. Iron Man two in ten years, yeah. like it would just be. Un- but that was that is the reality we live in, and that's a minimum as well. Mm. I mean, we're not going to get GTA for at least another two years, yeah. <laughs> so it's going to be at least twelve between entries. It's like yeah. that's almost a you get into like not a lifetime, but like twelve years is just so crazy, man. Yeah. Like it's too long and and i'm glad that like film and tv can get long i mean we're gonna be waiting we've joked but we're gonna be waiting for the last of us and we're gonna be waiting for lord of the rings like these things are gonna take time um and it's unfortunate that they're probably gonna take more time now with the strike as I well know, i know this um, man like it pretty much adds 60 percent onto everything um so yeah like i said as i keep saying enjoy all of the tv that's coming out right now like i'm i'm gonna watch everything that comes out on hbo this year because i just need to enjoy it while it's here because it's gonna be shit next year (laughs) when there's just nothing to watch um but yeah random conversation but they're always the the fun ones at the end of the podcast uh but yeah that was that was it like i say we got the boogeyman next week and then we'll have a week off and then hopefully black mirror after that uh but yeah that was episode 350 uh thanks for listening as always and we'll see you again very soon see you later everyone